We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, you have John and Ken On Demand, the podcast that you can access on the iHeart app and listen to everything that you missed today. Uh, here is a, a time warp headline. Police served a search warrant to a home in Henderson, Nevada, in connection with an investigation into the shooting death of Tupac Shakur. Wow. Which was, in case you don't remember, September 7th, 1996 in Las Vegas. They never arrested anybody in his shooting death. And now comes word that they are, have a, what are they going to find 26 years later? I don't know. As far as anything to do with the case and the shooting death of Tupac. All right. So a lot of what we're going to do this hour will be, well, at least the first half, a Santa Monica city councilman to defend off a homeless attack. We'll play you that story. But we begin with what we talked about a little bit yesterday. Venice. Uh, Venice Beach. The boardwalk, which was plagued with vagrants, particularly jumped during the pandemic. We had reports that uh, police officers are telling, well, we can't do anything. We're told hands off. It's the pandemic, you know. Yeah. It's got to be such a problem. It was Garcetti. Was and... It was Garcetti. Yeah. It was Garcetti, right. right. He's 100% and... to blame for that. He set the policy. He oh, just... they blame the CDC. <laughs> no, it was Garcetti. Leave people alone in encampments. The CDC has no governing authority over Los Angeles. You drag them into shelters and they'll get COVID because it yeah, spreads. They, they did, they, there was this hysteria and, and Garcetti succumbed to the hysteria. So we're getting uh, stories that uh, they're coming back, uh, particularly the boardwalk area. That's the very touristy area of Venice Beach where people like to go. A lot of tourists show up there and 
it was one of the main reasons that the L.A. County Sheriff, then the L.A. County Sheriff Alex Vinoeva, got involved with his own officers in trying to talk people to leave with their stuff. Uh, reports are that uh, some of them are coming back. We mentioned a story yesterday from the New York Post about one guy who, uh, very quotable, his name is Scott Beers, who was saying that uh, he gave up life in Nevada, and uh, he claims he's neater, though. The previous tenant on this portion of the boardwalk was was a mess. He's much neater about it. He understands that he has to clean up his mess. But he enjoys Venice because uh, you go to the food bank three days a week. There's a church that gives you a hot meal. You can't beat the views. He panhandles. He also gets 220 bucks a month from general relief money. Uh, let's find out more from someone who keeps an eye on these types of things. Uh, Soledad Usura is coming back on the John and Ken show to give us uh, a closer perspective as to what's really going on. Soledad, welcome back. How are you? Oh, Soledad, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for coming on. What do you see in Venice? How bad is it getting? And remember, Mayor Bass, when she came in, she declared an emergency and she used inside safe. But you have to remember that it, we went through one of the rainiest times in L.A. history. We had something like 14 atmospheric rivers. It's very rainy. And it turns out it's easy to get people to accept uh, shelter when it's raining. But now there's this natural phenomenon of summer and sun's out, bum's out. So that's what we have <laughs> is incredible weather. There is nowhere better to live and do drugs than Venice Beach. So oh. you would say these stories seem to be true, that a lot of people are returning to the boardwalk with their encampments? So we've known this for a long time. The problem is that all of these woke and compassionate elected officials, they keep saying that homelessness is economic, that it's poverty. But anyone who's been living here for the past you know, three years and just has any common sense, we know that it's all drug-related. And so what we see time and time again is that people go into shelter they start using drugs and they end up right back on the streets. And it's this violent cycle. And until our elected officials are finally willing to admit it, what it is, we're never going to solve this. And it's just a, a constant doom cycle. Uh, are you getting better response from Tracy Park? Uh, a good, a good enough to turn the tide here compared to Mike Bonin? You know, she's much better than Mike Bonin, but I think she's very in over her head. The problem has just metastasized. Um, Mayor Bass, she's doing the same exact playbook as Garcetti. And so we'll ne we're never going to get a different result if we keep doing the same thing. And they keep, and everybody keeps telling us we need more time, we need more money, and we're just doubling down on failed policies. So nothing's <laughs> going to change. They've, they've, no, <laughs> this has developed over the last six years, and they've gotten billions and billions of dollars. So that is uh, those two ideas are dismissed immediately. That's nonsense. They have the money and they have the time. They're failing at what they do. What 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 would you like to see them do? What do you think would be effective compared to what's happening now? Well, we need to start enforcing the laws. Um, you know, it's not just on the boardwalk. It's, you know, blocks in. I live a, a block inland from the boardwalk. I had a woman who was screaming outside for four hours. And so when that happens, the social workers come out, the police come out, then the social workers come back out. I mean, there's no way to get people to accept the care that they need. They, they come so, out, wait a second, they come out and do what? First, the social workers come and they have their little circle van and they have their little vests on and they ask her to come with them and bring her stuff and go to housing. She won't. Then the police come out and they, they say, hey, you can't be throwing things at cars. 
Um, the last time the police came out, she hid in the bushes, and they took off, you know, a few minutes later. And so it's this endless <laughs> cycle where they, they keep trying different things to get them to leave, and you can't do anything. No, you have to grab them and handcuff them and put them in the back of a police car and then take them somewhere. You, 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 have, to, you, have, to, it, you have to take yeah. them away. And it really escalates because you could be somebody walking by and she decides to stab you. So that's the hard part where we're just leaving these people out here and they're escalating. And you just really feel bad for the next person who walks by because they could be so unlucky to get beaten up or yeah. stabbed by someone now, like this. When I, when I see a homeless person, I assume they're capable of killing me. That they may just suddenly rush me and slit my throat. That's what I assume with every one of them. I don't look at them, don't talk to them, I don't give them anything, I nothing. Because there's so many of them are, are, are mentally ill and violent or potentially that way. It is, it is mostly drugs and mental illness. There's nothing else to this. This is not about poverty and the economy and all that, all those lies. Those are lies that they tell because they don't want to do the hard work of putting these people away. And, it and the drugs them. are just, it's a huge problem here. You know, we have 154 homeless shelter located in a highly residential neighborhood. It's actually literally my backyard. And the city refuses to acknowledge that it's not working. We have drug dealers living right outside who are supplying drugs inside mm -hmm. to the people living there. There's people who are drugged up on meth, you know, running through the streets. It's just, it is such a mess. And no mm -hmm. one is willing to take any no, accountability for any of this failure. They all get paid big salaries no matter the outcome, there, there, there's no reason to solve the problem. They'll get paid anyway. And they're mostly sitting indoors at their desks in air conditioning, making six-figure salaries. There's no motivation to help your neighborhood out. They don't care. None of them care. Do you see any evidence of people who were taken in the Inside Safe program by Mayor Bass and they have now returned like they didn't like the hotel rooms, they come back to Venice Beach. Do you know any of that happening? Yes. I mean, there's people where they are very notorious in the area for causing havoc. You know, I've seen certain people where I remember them from a few years ago. These were the people who were, you know, throwing rocks at cars. And then I see them again. So there's there's a few people that are just really bad actors that have just been, you know, circling through different neighborhoods. I suspect that they probably get placed into housing. They terrorize that neighborhood. Maybe they move on to a few places, but they end right back. So it's this kind of this cycle where they're they're moving around mm. people. Yeah. No, because what, what's your comment on this big study that came out a month ago that most of the homeless uh, lived in California and in the neighborhoods where they have fallen to homelessness? Did you find that to be true from Venice? I think that someone is telling them what to say because, remember, I go out there, I talk to people, and right away they tell me that, you know, they just lost their job, they've been living here, they're from California. But after a few minutes of talking to them, they start their stories start to slip, and then I find out that they're from Florida, and they were living with their <laughs> mom, and they came out here. So there's someone coaching them because they know that's what we want to hear, but if you just talk to them for a few minutes, they just start divulging everything. Yeah, no, that, that, that report was garbage. That was propaganda. Yeah, a lot of they're, they're, self interviewing. They're, they're coming in from other states. They're coming in from other parts of the state. They're coming in, a story we'll get to later, from the prisons. The dumping of the prisons, which we yeah, talked about for years. And right. it turns out we were right all along. It, there's a lot of prisoners out on the street, which is why they're violent and crazy and they're on drugs. These people never should have been let out. All right, Soledad, thank you so much for talking to us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's Soledad Usura, and of course, she's an activist. She writes 
columns for many media outlets and and uh, she's been on with us uh, many times a lot and... of the vagrants have returned all right more coming up uh john and ken show you're listening to john and ken on demand from kfi am 640 all right in a moment we'll talk about that story that we warned people about all the prisoner dumping is also really really added to the homeless problem First, though, we're going to pick up this story from Fox 11 News reporter Ed Laskos. A Santa Monica City Councilman uh, had to subdue a vagrant in broad daylight the other day. Let's listen. Stay down. Stay down. Stay down. Cell phone video shows the moments after the robbery. The homeless man turns suspect. He's down. He's being cuffed. And the target of the violence is the man in the blue shirt. See him there? Recognize him? That's Santa Monica City Councilman Phil Brock. The man was tearing uh, flyers off of a boarded up storefront, um, throwing them on the ground. And I said, excuse me, sir, uh, can you put that in our trash can right over there? And then he exploded with... Uh, bad language. It goes down Sunday afternoon, right in the middle of the 3rd Street promenade. He uh, tried to steal my hat uh, three times. The first two times I warded him off because I was also on the phone with 911. third time he got it, he also pushed me three times. It explodes and escalates from there, shoving even the homeless man throwing something. He threw uh, some sort of liquid on me. The first time, Ooh. some sticky liquid, no idea. Ew. Santa Monica oh. police rush in. Oh. The homeless man arrested, held on a 5150. That's a, a mental evaluation. Also yeah. facing a felony charge of robbery. It's the latest homeless crime to strike Santa Monica, a city dealing with its own crime and public safety issues, all tied, many claim, to the city and the millions of dollars it spent on compassionate programs for the homeless. let's go! But now, an ironic twist, as the latest city victim of a homeless crime is actually one of the city leaders who's now seen firsthand the concerns he's already heard from so many of those he represents must be compassionate toward our business owners and toward our residents i think this all interchanges it can't be we're just going to help uh, the people who are unhoused because i also have people who are hearing and feeling those disturbances at their apartments at their houses at their businesses in the city yeah that's now, good luckily, the councilman not hurt in all of this he tells me he signed the arrest report himself and that's something he's urging everybody to do if they're in that situation sign the arrest report to help police give them all the information they need to try to get these dangerous people off the streets the councilman says it's really now up to the la county da's office to charge this suspect and that is questionable as we all know, the controversy that surrounds the county DA's office and its sentencing <laughs> policies. Yeah, well, especially when you're stealing a hat. Uh, uh, do you think that the police would have shown up if he wasn't a city councilman? Yeah, good point. Would they, they would not have come. They would have answered right. What, what are you going to say? Some guy uh, is trying to steal my hat on the promenade? Uh, I, uh, I, I read the uh, Nextdoor app every day. And common complaints are when people call the police in Santa Monica and West L.A., the police either don't show up or they show up, take a report, say there's nothing we can do, and they leave very quickly. So he got it because he's Phil Brock, Santa Monica City Councilman. That's the only reason anybody came. Somebody else would have ended up dead. And what, really, what, what was the sticky liquid? The, oh, yeah. Oh. I don't want to think about that. This is so infuriating because in, in the West Side Current, they have a quote from Brock saying, and we've had him on the show a few times. He was telling. He's actually pretty moderate considering that council there. I, I know, but it's still, his moderation is ineffective hmm. because his opponents are fanatical lunatics and he doesn't fight hard enough back.
Right. There's no there's no honor in being reasonable with these people. You have to be just as crazy as they are. Uh, he, he said he was telling his companion just a few minutes before the incident, the promenade looks so much better these days. And there were, <laughs> there were tons of happy shopter, shoppers out walking the promenade. The thing is, like my wife and I never go to the promenade anymore because even if it looks good, uh, you never know what's going to happen. Change in an instant, yes. Yeah, the next block and the next block, suddenly there's a guy uh, spraying his favorite sticky liquid all over you. Would you, but seriously, if you saw a vagrant screaming and tearing up signs, would you walk up to him and say, please put that in the trash, sir? No. <laughs> expect that not to go no. south. <laughs> no, but Brock was asking for it there. He's dumb enough to actually challenge the guy. Well, look what's going to happen. He's going to steal your hat. Now, NBC News. This is a place I didn't expect to see this story. California's prison to homelessness pipeline, although... <clears throat> Part of it is we need to do something about if we're going to let these people out of prison, we have to find a way to shelter them. You see, apparently, we've told you this before, uh, California has gone on a prison dumping streak for the past, what, 12 years now, uh, particularly during the pandemic. And a lot of these people end up on the streets. They're do you, vagrants. Do you know how many prisoners have been sent to L.A. County uh, in the last four years? Almost 9,000 were sent to L.A. County. 9,000 prisoners. Most of them don't have an address to go to. In so, fact, at least 37,000 have been released from California state prisons without fixed addresses since 2019. Well, that'll jack up your homeless number. The number of former prisoners arriving in L.A. County nearly doubled. About 1,600 four years ago to about 3,000 Three years ago. Just yeah. just in 2020. That's, that's a, the big pandemic dump. That's a one-year increase, and then another 2,300 last year. So every year, we are now getting over 2,000 prisoners dumped into the streets of L.A. County. These are homeless totals here. 2,900 homeless prisoners in 2020. 2,300 last year. California, unlike other states with large prison populations, releases inmates without requiring them to have a place to live. Other states yeah. like New York, Texas, Pennsylvania, Illinois mandate that you have to have housing. If you don't, they'll put you in a halfway house or even a shelter. And, and this came from you people voting for a proposition that we told you not to vote for, Prop 57, yes. which shortened prison stays. It accelerated everybody's parole. On top of that, the state legislature has added more bills that shorten parole. And then the uh, the uh, prison department has, has created further rule adjustments that grease these guys out early. And so now people are flying out of there, thousands of them, and now they're living in the streets in front of your house, in your neighborhood, in front of your kid's school. These are prisoners. They have real felonies. That they've committed. And didn't Prop 47 sell us the BS that, oh, we're going to make your neighborhood safe because all the money we're going to save on housing prisoners will go into rehab. So they'll be responsible citizens in your community. This is no, a, a lot of them are vagrants lying there in the gutter. This is a complete breakdown in society at every level. The state, the county, the local government, the mayor, the city council, the police department, and especially the stupid people who vote for Idiot politicians and idiot propositions that that just destroy your life. And, 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 and the politicians and the activist groups that put these propositions on the ballot openly lie to you. They then pay pay millions of dollars to television stations to broadcast the lies in paid commercials. 
And there isn't any journalists in this state who do any, who, who in a sustained way spread the truth that these things are destructive. Have, how come NBC is doing this story now in July of 2023? Uh, since 2018, LAPD has required officers to document whether suspects were homeless. For seven months, NBC News requested the number of homeless parolees arrested in violent crimes. They got nothing from LAPD. No. Officials failed to provide it. Nobody cares. Well, remember, they wanted to eliminate that. We're no longer, we don't want to identify them as homeless. Right. That just right. gets people into stereotypes and it gets people yeah, to all, demonize. All that stupid garbage. All that destructive, stupid garbage. All the stupid beliefs of their stupid religion. This this is anarchy is what they've created. Anarchy. And, of course, the story points out that a lot of victims in the crimes of the homeless are other homeless people. 24% of homicide victims in the city of L.A. last year were homeless people, even though they make up 1% of the city's population. So, yeah. so I guess that aspect of this, so too. We're just hoping that they kill each other and overdose enough from fentanyl and meth that the problem takes care of itself, that maybe they're eliminating each other at a faster rate than, than uh, the incoming. Well, that's a... Pretty direct way to look at it. Well, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody, not only does no one in government care about what it's doing to uh, normal people, right, like us, they don't care about what's happening to the homeless. They're dying by the thousands. 2,000 people die in the street. 2,000 people die on the streets of Los Angeles. And look at that. They're a quarter of the murder victims. Oh. Nobody cares. All right, we'll return. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Karen Bassetti. Had six and a half months, seven and a half months. She's officially a failure. She is a failed mayor. She's done <laughs> nothing. John and Ken. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Tired of restless nights? 
Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, the Moist line is coming back around in just three days, so it's a heads-up for calls. Use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or use the toll-free number to leave your message for this week's Moist line collection. 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, we're going to talk about Trump next hour. This is another story that he might be indicted. This one, once again, coming from uh, the federal government, and this deals with the 2020 election results overturning the election results. Anyway, we'll talk to Royal Oaks, ABC News. Next year could be pretty fascinating in that you may have a guy who's been indicted multiple times running. You have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and all of his crazy conspiracy theories. And, of course, you have old Joe, who may not make it to the finish mm-hmm. line. Who, who may already be dead. Who, For all we know. Could be Somebody dead. With, a, with a Biden mask <laughs> is filling in. Would it shock you to find Isn't out? Isn't that a QAnon belief or hey, I have that mixed up with another group? I, I don't think it's outrageous to think that they might have a body double with a mask on oh. and that Joe's actually uh, six feet in the ground already. Wow. Yeah, right. I think it's uh, very possible. Then you had that third party that's uh, trying to form. Yes, the, you're right. The no labels party. Yes, with Joe Manchin running for they, president. They, they may put up a candidate of their own. They're starting to sort that out as to whether or not there'll be a third party candidate yep. next year. So we'll get into all of this in the three o'clock hour because we're also getting close next month. The first Republican debate is mm-hmm. scheduled. Right. Although yep. Trump, is he still saying he's, he might be a no show? He's or? not showing up. He says I, he has too big a lead when you have a huge lead. You oh, know. he said, yeah, they got like 1%. Yeah. Why would I bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says I'm up by, you know, the 30 points or 20 points or whatever it is. He goes, I don't have to do it. Hmm. I, just, I, I, I guess there's no amount of arrests and indictments and trials that will, uh, will sink in. No. That's no, because we're in a time so divided now between the two extremes that it doesn't matter what the other side does. They're going to stay in the race. The thing is, I mean... There's there's a lot of other candidates on the Republican side that are worthwhile here. You don't you don't this is not making a not making. I don't I don't don't understand that. I mean, I there's probably five guys that would be or women that are would be pretty good as president. I know, uh, and would beat Biden because they wouldn't be carrying a Trump baggage. It's but you know Trump's got a personality cult going. Last night, a pair of Vundekinds. Is it the German Vundekinds? Uh, two very responsible political leaders, L.A. County Supervisor Janice Hahn and Sheriff Robert Luna, the puppet, held a town hall with people in, uh, well, it was last night in Rancho Palos Verdes about the Rolling Hills Estates, homes that have been collapsing. Uh, the landslide has destroyed 12 homes, and, of course, a number of other homes have been evacuated. Uh, the landslide began two weeks ago. So far, all still deemed unsafe to reenter. Uh, the update on the story 
is that apparently going back to the 70s when this was approved for construction, there were concerns about the land stability among many people who looked at the issue. And uh, Rolling Hills Estates approved 1976 permits for a new multi-unit residential development built on the hills between Hawthorne Boulevard and a small canyon, just a few miles for the ocean. Records show the construction went forward for the next decade under the eye of city and county officials, which didn't appear to flag or notice any major issues related to the area's stability, although there were a lot of concerns uh, from people who were associated with the project that uh, maybe uh, there are some safety issues here. This is a uh, El Segundo Times report that came out last night. Uh, potential problems were flagged 40 years ago. Uh, improperly poured foundations and footings, inadequate gutters, downspouts, roofing problems, grading and drainage problems, standing water, soil erosion, decompaction in several areas. I guess, though, maybe these were noted and thought that they were not material could be the response. I don't you know, know. Once, once you get uh, the ball rolling on a development, nothing stops it. Probably people not. People just choose. Too much money at stake. Right. right. They want to make money, and people choose not to believe it. And a lot of this stuff that you need an extensive education and experience to analyze properly. Properly, I mean, who, who can analyze, you know, groundwater issues uh, far below the surface and what kind of erosion it's going to cause over the next 40 or 50 years? That's impossible for it's impossible for the professionals to do it. You know, there's there's no way to predict this stuff. You have to use common sense that if you're you're on a hillside and you've got soil soil that's not completely stable. Right. Like you're not built on rock here and you have underground water flowing that eventually something could happen. That's the best you can do is like eventually maybe something could happen. Could take decades. Ah, what the hell? Nothing's going to happen. Well, yeah, they had 45 good years. I sure. Know. 45 good years. Uh, many, many families lived their entire, uh, you know, lifespan. Right. And it came and went. So it's 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 the lottery here. But, it, you know, it wasn't going to last forever. And, and most of the places that have been that are destroyed by nature, it's just a matter of what day it is. Did I tell you about driving through Florida and seeing Fort Myers up close? Oh, the hurricane. Oh, God, this was totally. I forget. What year was that? That was a year ago in, in September. It was? Oh. I felt like it was five years ago. All right. So we were. We were driving up the Florida coast. This was on vacation a few weeks ago, up from Naples, Florida. And we're driving on the road. My wife is driving, and I'm looking at the navigation screen, and I see the main road makes a sharp left and then runs along the coast and actually connects a series of islands along the coast. And I thought, oh, make a, make a left here. This will be cool, right, to drive along the ocean. Yeah. Had no idea this is where the hurricane hit. Oh, miles and miles and miles. We must have driven an hour. Total devastation. Uh, homes destroyed, like, you know, shack wooden homes destroyed into little pieces. All these gorgeous hotels and, and condo resorts. All the windows blown out. The bottom floors blown out. Boats thrown about everywhere. Huge piles of construction debris from, from, the, uh, from the wrecked homes. I, I was, I've never seen anything like that up close. And it went on forever. Fort Myers Beach is its own island, completely destroyed. Sanibel Island is another one there. And one of my wife's cousins had a place. I, I was the most devastation I'd ever seen in my life. This was a year later. 
and it was just and there was nothing built that withstood this this hurricane because it was 160 miles an hour well in rolling hills estates there was a number of noted instances where it looks like there wasn't good drainage as you probably know by now water is the main culprit the main suspect they haven't done the geological assessment yet but it probably was a 40-year buildup and maybe not helped by the heavy rains this winter where it's just just too much water saturated the the hillside Mm -hmm. and it's just as you say eventually that day can come where it all just falls (laughs) out from under you I, you like know, did I, for the poor people in Fort Myers with that terrible hurricane. Yeah, I don't know. what You know, it's just whether you want to take the risk. One day. Yeah, you had good ocean views for 45 years. I, <laughs> I feel bad for people. But. Now, if you just bought it a month ago, well, that's, you know, but it's <laughs> different. <laughs> it's funny how things stick in your head, that moist line caller from Friday. Well, if you live in a place called Rolling Hills, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't want to be mean, but that's yeah. <laughs> the idea. All right. We got uh, more coming up. Oh, uh, Blake Trolley from KFI News will join us next to talk about a possible uh, vagrant attack, brutal attack on a woman. And they're trying to find this guy who, well, apparently rode in on a bicycle, John. <laughs> Didn't we find that with the arsonist, the vagrant arsonist, too? That yes. They ride it on bicycles. Yeah, sure. Well, let's do, do some terrible they, things. They steal the bikes, and then they use it to... Uh... She was brutally beaten and sexually assaulted outside her home in East L.A. He'll give us more. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 to 4 after 4 o'clock, the iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. All right, coming up after 3 o'clock, we'll talk to Royal Oaks, ABC News' legal analyst, about the latest investigation into former President Trump. It could be yet another indictment, this one dealing with efforts to, they say, overturn the 2020 election right now we get another report of possibly uh, when vagrants attack this story comes from east los angeles and they're looking for a guy on a bike let's bring in blake trolley kfi news yeah guys so the lapd and la county sheriff's department are looking for 21 year old sergio garcia they say garcia is behind three attempted sexual assaults in East L.A. and L.A. City on Saturday. We're working to learn more about the two other attacks. They may become their own massive headlines, but this heinous attack in East L.A. is one right now that is making headlines. This was the first attack on Saturday. It happened at 6.15 a.m. in a residential neighborhood. This is a neighborhood where many of the homes have perimeter fencing around their yards. Well, 67-year-old Rosalina Martinez was doing yard work, as she does every Saturday morning. Martinez has a beautiful garden in front of her home. This is her passion. She was just outside the perimeter fence. She was clearing spider webs when Garcia allegedly attacked her. If we can go to bite one, this the is her individual pretty much passed by her, made sure that she was unaware that he was like aiming at her, and then just pretty much rushed her, threw her to the floor, and then just proceeded to beat her. And um, his goal, uh, to be honest, was all her damage was to her face. He just continued to blow after blow to her face just pretty much blinding her and then he tried to proceed to sexually assault her at which point the neighbors uh caught a wind of what was happening they came out they intervened and at that point the individual pretty much ran away in his bike now guys when he said he tried to sexually assault her he's talking allegedly of course about garcia 
this was a close call. By the neighbor, by the time the neighbors had arrived, the woman's pants were pulled down. Her underwear was pulled down. Her shirt was pulled up. I'm told the guy was running away, trying to pull his pants off. He got on a bike and took off. We're told later that day is when he tried to sexually attack two other women. That was in L.A. City. This is East L.A., so this is handled by the sheriff's department. This is county. But, yeah, he tried to uh, allegedly tried to sexually assault two women investigators haven't released too many details but what i'm told is that these attacks were very similar so we'll have to keep an eye out for those details investigators say they are looking for the guy and this poor woman guys this was a brutal attack there is still blood on the concrete in front of her gate really a memory of scar of this uh, brutal attack she's been left injured if we can go to uh, bite two she's so far i mean she was diagnosed with a concussion thankfully no internal no no brain no no bleeding in the brain or anything like that but um she does have a broken nose she hasn't been able to open her eyes since the attack so we're she's still recovering but um we're hopeful that she's gonna go back to being the person that she is well i think she's gonna oh. be that for a long time what that that's how do they have this guy's name blake um, well, they suspect, you know, him and the other attacks. I don't exactly know how they've, I mean, they've linked him because the crimes were similar. That's what I'm told. Right. But they, they exactly had he, know uh, he it, was, was he identified by somebody in the neighborhood? Yeah. Were, somebody said, I know that that says, says, you know, Sergio Andrew Garcia. They have his full name, yeah, including exactly. his middle name. Where would they get that? Arrest record. Exactly. Well, that's something that, yeah, investigators haven't exactly told me how they, you know, have linked him exactly to this crime. What I will say is that sources are telling me that he has been arrested in the past in L.A. County. Uh, it sounds like possibly, again, unconfirmed for other sexual assaults and just other assaults. Again, that is unconfirmed. That is something that uh, we're working to run well, the details on. If, if, yeah, if he left this. If you're able to continue covering this, if we could find out his record. Because this is he guy, one of these parolees that's homeless, John. You yeah, think? exactly. <laughs> yeah, was he in prison and they spun him out and was sent out to live in the streets and he, he's a, a psychotic. This that's is a psychotic exactly attack. Figure out, guys. Well, yeah, we don't exactly know. We don't know for sure that he's out. homeless. You know, police right now are saying they do not suspect that he was homeless. They say they do have a, an address tied to him. But uh, as you mentioned, with the details there, he's riding a bike. He, he made pretty good distance. I mean, he started here in East L.A. These other attacks were in other parts of the, you know, parts far enough that now we're back into uh, LAPD territory. I called LAPD to see exactly where he was in those attacks. That's something I'm still trying to figure out. But nonetheless, he did travel for some time. So it does beg the question as to what his living situation is and guys this woman was she was left in, in pretty brutal condition i guess she was very stoic about it she didn't cry or anything like that she remained pretty calm i guess through her family but uh you know her eyes have been left so swollen shut i'm told that uh, this morning investigators brought photos over they tried to do what i guess they call the pick six they show her a few photos of different guys and say which one's the suspect she couldn't even uh, participate in that uh, part of the investigation because their eyes wouldn't open. So they had to take the uh, the photos across the street to those two neighbors you heard about that intervened. That was a woman and her daughter, I'm told, who uh, who saw this going on and uh, ran across the street and scared them off. But, uh, yeah, so we are trying to build that uh, rap sheet on him. We've been told that uh, he does have an arrest record in L.A. County and, again, unconfirmed, but we're being told uh, sexual assaults and uh, other assaults. Again, that's uh, something we're trying to uh, pin down. Right. Okay, Blake, thank you very much. And there'll be updates uh, probably on KFI News as Blake gets on this story. Thanks for coming on.
Okay, coming up next, we'll be talking to Royal Oaks, ABC News legal analyst, about the latest legal troubles for Trump. Or are they really troubles? Or they just help us poll numbers. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.